Hi, welcome to the Share His Light podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rachel. Today we are discussing the book of Isaiah with Brother Bateman. He has been teaching for 38 years and 18 of those have been dedicated to teaching Isaiah. He has a bachelor's in agricultural education and a master's in animal nutrition. Enjoy our discussion with Brother Bateman. So getting into the questions that we have for you today. So the first one, I guess, is why is it important to study the words of Isaiah? Okay. Two things I thought of. The first one is in 3 Nephi, Mm -hmm. chapter 23, verse 1. And in there, Jesus himself. I I like to think about this because how often is it that Jesus gives us a commandment by his own voice? It's mostly by apostles. It's true. Prophets. So in this one, it is from him where he say, Behold, I say unto you, and then he does a Hebraic type thing, what's called a repetitive thing. He says, I say unto you that you ought to search these things. And he says, Yea, a commandment I give unto you to search the words of Isaiah, for great are the words of Isaiah. So I'm wondering if it's the most broken commandment in the church. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then also in First Nephi, he says, "And I did read unto the, this is Nephi talking about just before he starts quoting much of Isaiah." He says, "And behold, I did read the people the things which were written in the books of Moses, mm-hmm. but that I might more fully persuade them to believe in Jesus Christ, I read to them the things which are written from Isaiah." That's really interesting. So you know, it's about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what I say it's about. We're definitely going to touch on that later, I think. Um, a lot of people think that Isaiah is, like, super difficult. And I think that's probably why that's the most broken commandment. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think it's actually, like, that difficult to understand? Or do we overhype it on, like, terms of difficulty? I think we overhype it some. Mm-hmm. But it is not easy. No. Once you've learned how to study it, though, it's easy. His message is very, very, very straightforward and not a lot of um, deep stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it is hard. Do you want to know why it's hard? Yes. Yes. It's hard because it's in old language. Mm -hmm. True. It's also hard because it's in agricultural-based stuff, which most people aren't in that. It's also hard because I think some of it, like Jesus Christ did with his parables, kind of hit it. For those who really want it, will do the do the stuff to be able to get that through the thing. It's a, it's also hard because there is hundreds, if not thousands, of symbols, and we do not live in the West, at least in a symbolic world. We kind of just take things for for the way they are, face value, not look deep into the symbols. Do you think your education in agriculture like helped you to like further understand yeah. Isaiah? Yeah. Okay. Because lots of agriculture in there and stuff. He said, "Okay, I know what that mm-hmm. means." Okay. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. How your basically like your major and your, what you studied has helped you, I guess, in what you're teaching now in the institute mm-hmm. and helping other people understand. It might be. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you said at the beginning of this question that it's all about how we study Isaiah, right? That's how we can really understand. And I feel like a lot of us, we don't know exactly how to study Isaiah. 
because you you kind of can't just read it, <laughs> right? True. Like we try and do with the rest of the scriptures. So, what advice or how would you say that we could better study the words of Isaiah? Well, first of all, <clears throat> and this isn't saying that anybody who doesn't understand it is wicked, but it takes the spirit, and it takes. I gotta answer this in your language, Uber. Amounts of work. Is, is Uber a good thing? Sure. Oh, you guys just lied to me. Uh, <laughs> it takes lots and lots and lots of work mm -hmm. to be able to, to do it. And then you also have to be righteous to be able to hear the spirit mm -hmm. that's talking to you with it. Some of the helps that can happen is you can go online to the Institute site and you can look at the Old Testament student manuals. And it has a bunch in there on Isaiah how he uses his stuff and what the interpretations are and everything. And then read the commentaries from the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. After they quote Isaiah, they'll help you out that way quite a bit. What also you learn, you can go online and get a, it's called Blue Letter Bible. Mm -hmm. It's a site online. Have you heard of that? Blue Letter Bible? I, I personally haven't. It. It's, it's a Christian organization that's put this together and you can go there and you can find out the different words, what they mean in Hebrew. And you can say, oh, okay, I see this word means this, rather than what the King James people used. And there's also in there several different translations you can look at, which might give you some insights into what it is. Very interesting. Um, how should we interpret the words of Isaiah? And like... What role should we take on as the reader and as the learner when studying Isaiah? Did that make sense? Not totally. <laughs> okay. So, um, for example, you're talking about, like, understanding the words in Hebrew and how they apply in mm -hmm. Isaiah. Um, a lot of the people, when they study the scriptures, will liken them unto themselves. So, okay. like, we'll put our own name in there if they use a name. So, um how would we as the reader and the learner further dive into Isaiah and apply ourselves into those scriptures? And um, how will that help us in interpreting the words of Isaiah? I would look at it as almost, well, symbolisms. Mm -hmm. Can a symbol mean different things to different people? Yes. Absolutely. How come? How? We all have different backgrounds, different right. perspectives. And so you can look at all these symbols in a different way that would fit you differently than with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you look at your life, find out what the symbol is. For example, the McDonald's symbol. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows they've had a lot of experience with that. But the Ferrari symbol, remember that? Mm -hmm. We don't have experience with that. So having experience with Isaiah is going to help you understand it and look at the symbolisms in your life, how it would fit. We always need to, though, make sure we understand that the prophet's first intentions, what we should look at, but then you can symbolicalize it <laughs> all the way down lots of places, okay? Okay. Sure. And um, so as we said earlier, right, um, as we said earlier, <laughs> Isaiah is talking about Jesus Christ, uh -huh. and he, Nephi, even told us that that's where we get a lot of the information that we have on Jesus and his character and what he does for what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so what did Isaiah teach about the Savior? 
there are three hundred or four hundred and twenty-five verses from Isaiah used in the Book of Mormon. Of those four hundred and twenty-five, three hundred and ninety-one talk about Christ. Holy smokes! Yeah. So he's everywhere. the The Book of Isaiah covers basically three to four things: one, Christ; mm-hmm. another one, the latter days; mm-hmm. uh, another one, the uh, restoration of the gospel in the latter days. And then millennial stuff. But I would say 80, 90% of it is about Christ. You can look everywhere to see him. Do you want to look at one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, please. Turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Oh, I don't have my phone on you me. You don't have your phone. Uh, I don't either, but I have these things called scriptures. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I love the paper scriptures. <laughs> yeah, paper better. In Isaiah 53, here is a prophecy of Isaiah that will show you symbolism. Okay. And understanding the Jews. Surely, verse 4, surely he, Christ, Mm -hmm. has carried our sorrows and carried our griefs. Yet we did esteem him or look at him as as stricken. So in looking up the Isaiah stuff in the Hebrew, the stricken word is the basic, what's the basic word you call them? Root word? Mm-hmm. Root word of leprosy. So the Jews looked at Christ as a leper. How did the Jews look at lepers? Not well. They kicked him out. They thought they were sinners. Mm-hmm. They thought if you have leprosy, that because you have sinned, you mm-hmm. got it. So that prophecy of Christ, it goes on. Stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. The people who smit him. Transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement of us is on him, and with his stripes we are healed. So that, that's just one example of many stuff of Christ and teaching it. And if you look at that carefully, you see, whoa, that's everywhere. And the next verse says, but we are like sheep. I don't know if you've raised sheep before, but they're stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay, the sheep are really stupid. And so it says, we like sheep have gone astray we're so stupid we don't go to this guy quote unquote that will completely heal us mm-hmm. we don't understand I think it's interesting that they compared Christ to a leper because like he healed the ten lepers yeah, you know leper, yeah. like and how he must have like we already know that through the atonement he knows everything that we feel and even before he had gone through the atonement he must have known how those people felt because that's how he was treated. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that is one of my favorite scriptures from Isaiah. And I think it's really interesting to see the symbolism in it, how we, a lot of times, a lot of people, like when we we go right, we judge other people based on what's going on in their lives and what we can see. And we hear a lot, like one of the big things that Jesus said is, uh, like, don't judge someone when you have like a, a beam in your own eye. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I think that's interesting because it kind of goes along with that, where these people like they were seeing Jesus as being a leper, stricken, mm-hmm. or a sinner, like need to be cast out, when really they're the ones, and Jesus was doing everything for them. Yeah. So we're dumb, aren't we? Just <laughs> sometimes. Like yeah. Sometimes, yeah, we 
become awake and become horses because <laughs> they're smart. Uh. Yeah, okay. What are some of the most important things to understand about Isaiah? Setting aside just symbolism. Yeah. Is that I heard somebody say, I think it was Maxwell, but I can't remember, that Isaiah is looked at as the prophet's prophet. Isaiah saw our day. Mm -hmm. He knew what was going on in our day, and he tried to tell us. And I think we can understand Isaiah. I think he probably, we don't have any record of this, but I think he was not, he probably lived in poverty-ish. He lived most of the time in Jerusalem, and during this whole time, Jerusalem was being governed by wicked, wicked kings. And during his time, the northern kingdom of Israel, the ten tribes, were taken captive and lost. So I think he kind of lived a, I don't know what the words to say, saddish life? Mm-hmm. Not a real, oh, let's go to the movie tonight life? <laughs> I think he uh, prophesied all the time and just saw the people sinning. He goes, oh, gee, people, what's going on with you? So I, I, th- I think he was the prophet's prophet. Yeah. From what I've studied of Isaiah, like, I'm always kind of baffled how he goes about preaching repentance in such a loving way, like, and in such a concerned way. It's not just like, oh, you're sinning, you're awful. It's go to Christ. He can heal you. Mm-hmm. He can, and, you know, it was always done with love, never with yeah. judgment. And then we don't go. Yeah. And what does he say? We're like, please come. <laughs> and we don't go. And he says, please come. Christ, Christ is always there. He's always yeah. waiting. Do you remember in class when the hand things? Yes. His hand is always stretched out to us. Yep. Never do we, not unless we turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. And I think that symbolism and that idea, we see it many times in the scriptures, um, how Jesus is always there, how we're the ones that turn away, mm-hmm. and we, we're the ones that determine how close we're going to get to him. Because yeah. he wants a relationship. We are the ones that have to decide if we're going to learn of him yep. and go unto him. I like the metaphor of the sacrament. When we partake of him, does the deacon grab the bread and water and shove it in our mouth? No. We stretch out our hand to the stretched out hand mm-hmm. to take it. Yep. Coming unto Christ is always a choice. It's a pretty good one to make, though, I think, personally. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so what is Isaiah's role in the restoration of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I think he gave prophecies Mm -hmm. so that we could see and be reminded using the metaphors and similes to change our lives and enhance us in the latter days and say, okay, I see. He saw me, therefore I better listen to him of what he saw. Mm -hmm. Do you have an example? Of him seeing us? Yeah. Other than the hand stretched out, I can't get one on my head right now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Turn to chapter 2 for those in here who don't have them, which is everybody. (laughs) Chapter 1 of Isaiah, he says, I think this is a scripture mastery. Of course, they don't have scripture masteries no more, do they? No, but But this was a good one. He says, okay, I'm going to have you two quote it for me. Oh, no. (laughs) Come now, let us reason. Reason together. Though you're... Sins, Sins be as scarlet, scarlet, they shall, shall be, be as, as white as, as wool. White as snow. 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 Wool is the second one. <laughs> <laughs> they be red like 
crimson, they, they shall, shall be, be as wool. wool. Yep. Okay. The first part of that is the come. He says, come when? Now. Now. Come now. And this, we're talking to a God. And he says, come now, let us reason together. Let's talk about it together. I'm only going to talk about it the way you're going to be able to understand it. And, and we'll reason this out, and then you'll understand. Well, I never realized that part before. Yeah. I... Another one is chapter uh, 25. Isaiah talks a lot about the temple. And so he meets us in the temple. I keep wanting to look at these other two, but I can't because they're not here. <laughs> uh, verse 6 says, Come, and in this mountain, the temple shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. Now, that's not the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. It's the stuff we learn in there. A feast of fat things. A feast of wines on the lees, which is the best wine, and marrow from the bones. The most nutritious part of your body is, if you were being at by a wolf, marrow. is marrow mm. inside your bones. So the people in Jerusalem time, they understood that they understood poverty, they understood being hungry. And so they said, we need to make sure you understand, come to this temple and this is where I'll give you a feast of fat things, the knowledge that you will have. Well, I really appreciate the verses that you shared. I think those are really great insights into um, the, <laughs> the relationship that Christ wants us to have with him. He's always there. And I, I think that's awesome how he, he's just, the atonement's for everybody. It's not just a pick and choose. It's Christ did that for all mankind. So I love how much Isaiah talks about that. I think that's awesome. Exactly. And I think it shows how much he loves us because he is not a respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. um, where he doesn't care what's happened in our lives or where we are at this moment. He wants us all to come unto him. He has a, he can see our potential and our destination, and he wants us to be able to learn on the journey and come towards him mm -hmm. so we can reach our full potential and where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Share His Light podcast. Make sure to check out the Institute Instagram at Logan Institute of Religion for more updates. Be sure to let us know your thoughts. Tune in Tuesday for the next podcast. Peace, Peace out from, from the Rachels. Rachels.